listening to Culture Shifts here on 101.9 WDET. I'm Ryan Patrick Hooper. We're going to talk a little bit about food in this next segment. Specifically, we're diving into the world of sushi and how you can enjoy both a delicious and sustainable sushi habit here in Detroit. Joining me live in studio is Culture Shift's own Amanda LeClaire. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Ryan. We're also joined by Chef Nick George, who goes by the name Dr. Sushi, and Hajime Sato from Seattle, who just made a move to Detroit. Welcome to Culture Shift. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for coming in today. And you made all this beautiful array of sushi. You'll be able to see photos of uh, this setup over online at DET Culture Shift and Twitter. But we are going to be talking about ways that you can eat more sustainable sushi. So both of you, before we get into what you've made today and the issues surrounding being able to sustainably source your fish, I want to know how you both started in the sushi world. What brought you to it? Um, I, I had a job when I was in high school. Uh, right when I turned 16, I got a job at my favorite uh, restaurant, which was Noble Fish in Clawson. It's a, a real staple of the area. It's, it's heralded as being one of the better sushi bars uh, in Japanese markets in the area. So I got a job there in high school and kind of asked for more tasks uh, You know, over the year that I worked there, uh, mostly in the back, did all the prep there, served miso soup, cleared tables, uh, that was the start of my interest there, um, and then kind of just picked up things here and there via YouTube or books, reading on online and working in other restaurants, and uh, didn't start the business until maybe nine, ten years ago. Yeah, and Dr. Sushi is the name of uh, your pop-up that you regularly hold around Detroit, but you're kind of centered at Brooklyn Street Local right now, right? Currently, yes. Yeah, we're doing our Saturday night dinner service there from 5 to 9 p.m. every Saturday. Um, We also do every first Friday at Urban Rest Brewing Company in Ferndale. And then we do one-offs here and there all over town. So the best way to keep up with us is to follow our uh, events calendar, which is on our Facebook page. Yeah. Now, Hajibai, I want to get you in on that question, too, because yes. you're the founder of Seattle's first sustainable sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're incredibly passionate about it. What What drew you to that world? Well, um, people ask me that all the time. And my answer is, like, why not everybody is thinking about it, right? It should be the norm. So if you're thinking about, let's say that the... Um, you know that the um, giraffe is endangered, right? Do you want to eat giraffe now? No, mm-hmm. right? But the, uh, in the world of seafood, people, first of all, don't know too much about it and what's going on in the sea. So we are eating some endangered species, and we don't know anything about it. But if I actually tell you all those stuff's going on in the ocean, you might say, oh, am I eating that? Wait a minute, right? So education has to be there. And at the time the education is in your head, then what do you do, right? So at the time that the, I was told that there's so many fishes are endangered or caught really bad, whatever that is, then I have to, I have to change. What else? What else? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, let's get a little background on that. So what, what are some of the most significant issues facing uh, fishing, the ocean, overfishing, I know, is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I don't get in too much about it, but the, um, first of all, like I said, that the, if it's endangered, we should not be eating it. But what's endangered? So we have to know about it, right? Um, we're going to talk about uh, maybe the uh, app that you can get, uh, Monorebe Aquarium. They have the Seafood Watch card or app that you can download it, and you can look at it and say, hey, which one is endangered, which is not. Uh, they're going to explain a little bit more in depth about 
you know, if it's farm-raised fish, what kind of farm raising they do, stuff like that. Um, I don't have time to talk about it for the next <laughs> 20 years on this, but the, um, um, that's a good start. Uh, but, in, you know, there's sometimes that you see um, newsfeed how bad the ocean is, mm-hmm. right? And uh, But you kind of stop there and say, like, oh, coral's dying in Australia. Eh, okay, let's move on to the um, kind of angry cat, whatever that is, right? So... I want everybody to kind of stop and say, hey, what does that really mean? And if I go out and eat at the restaurant or if you go to the fishmonger, then maybe I should ask one more question. Like, is this endangered? Is this sustainable? Then maybe we can go from there. And yeah, please. Yeah. What are both of the issues you guys have had trying to source sustainable fish here in Detroit? Uh, well, the big, biggest dif- I mean, the biggest problem I have is... Uh, just kind of asking these relentless questions to the fishmongers and trying to get them to tell me, hey, where was this fish caught? And how was it caught? And even just like if they have like 50 different fish that they're offering me, trying to get them to go out of their way to explain to me where it's from or they have to actually trace it themselves. This puts a lot more, they have to do a lot more work. Mm -hmm. So the main thing is like, I, I ask these fishmongers to go the extra mile and learn where their product is coming from, and then I'm met with negativity. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've gone through countless fishmongers over the years who just kind of won't deal with me anymore because I want to know where the fish is coming from and how it was caught. Yeah. Unfortunately, not too many people don't even know where they're coming from. And they sometimes tell us, like, it's from the ocean. I'm like, duh. And we have to be kind of a knowing person to say, well, but then what? And yeah, sometimes. So yeah. Is it is this from the South Pacific or is it from the North Pacific? Is this from you know what part of the ocean is this from? This is these are questions that, I mean, it's it's basically we need to know them, but uh, they are gonna have to do a little <laughs> extra work. So for the average person who's just going out to eat mm-hmm. and going to a sushi restaurant around right. town, what should they be keeping away from? What should they be ordering? What is the the, the safest to order right now? Um, it'll be tough because oh the, I mean. I'm going to tell you so many things then to the point that you can't really eat sushi anymore. <laughs> so I don't know how far you want to go with this. Uh, so that's why, again, that the, uh, you're going to have to decide how far you're going to go with this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of think about like, okay, so I have a car. So I want to be t- super, super environmentalist. Then I'm going to walk to everybody, everywhere. Should I go that far or are I going to buy hybrid, right? So it kind of depends on how far you're going to go with. You're going to have to decide where the, your line is. Uh, you're going to stop eating, let's say, bluefin tuna. That's endangered. Maybe that's a start. So let's not do that. Eel, that's endangered globally. So let's not do that. So maybe two species you're going to avoid. And I can go on and on and on, but you know, I don't want to be this guy who's telling you not eat anything anymore. But you know, start with one, two, and slowly get to the kind of like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> get, get, get a little educated about what's right. going on Just out there slow, in the ocean. Slowly yeah. get there. So let's get into what you guys brought today because there's a delicious platter of sushi here. Can you tell me what everything is? Also, where, where does it come from? Sure thing. So we've got uh, this is all these are all wild fish we have here. This is uh, Spanish mackerel. This is a yellow jack. We have a, a wild striped bass. We have uh, salmon roe from Michigan's Upper Peninsula. That's uh, ikura is what it's called in, in Japanese and Russian. Uh, and then we have a yellow jack from the Florida Keys. And then we also have Asian carp from the Mississippi River. 
Okay, so I've heard Asian carp is is very bony and not that easy to prepare. What is that the truth? That is the truth. Uh, if you get a, a one whole Asian carp, it's you know thirteen to fifteen pounds, and then your yield is maybe one to two pounds on that. So what we do is we work with uh, gourmet fin foods at our fin gourmet. They're out in somewhere along the Mississippi River in rural Illinois. What they do is they get it and they process it for us and then ship us the broken down uh, fish so that we're not, imp- you know, we're not transporting all that extra weight. You know, we talked about overfishing being an issue in the oceans, but we didn't really hit on the invasive species issue until the Asian carp here. So I've heard for a long time that it could, if we started eating Asian carp, there might be a way to kind of eat ourselves out of the situation. Is that even possible? Let's hope. They don't have any natural predators, so we need to become one and fast. So <laughs> we're going to try and feed you as much Asian carp as possible. Okay. I'm, I'm going around to different restaurants uh, trying to get them to put Asian carp on the menu. I mean, it's it's a flaky white fish. You know, any any recipe like a fish taco or, a, you know, uh, African fish stew, uh, you know, these would the, the Asian carp would be a great substitute uh, and you'd probably pay less for it. Mm-hmm. So what should uh, we be trying out here first? Let's see. First, uh, do you want to start with the shirako? <laughs> we didn't even explain yes. this one. I want to start with that's that's the shirako. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so that's the dangerous one. Let's go. Let's start. Let's. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. most importantly, when we're eating this sushi, how do I even know if I'm eating? good sushi? Are, are there flavor profiles that I'm looking for, things I'm looking for to know, hey, this is a good piece of sushi? Oh, man. Uh, first of all, um, I would recommend not to put too much sauce in there. Okay. Uh, one of the things that the, I always kind of look at the people drenching with the uh, soy sauce, was fake wasabi, or spicy mayonnaise, everything. And I'm like, do you really like sushi or do you like condiments? Yeah. Yeah, sauce, right? Uh, so uh, what you should be eating and tasting should be the fish, right? So make sure that you eat the fish and sushi and make sure that the, uh, you understand the profile of what kind of fish you're eating. Start with that. So most importantly, give it a chance to actually taste like what it's supposed to taste Exactly, like. okay. exactly. Uh, kind of like the wine, you know, you'll get great wine and you mix it with waka and, you know, drink it, right? You're going to have... You're going to taste something and make sure that the, the wine you got is the wine you got and slowly tasting the difference. And I think that's the way to go slowly like, oh, tuna tastes like this and that tuna tastes a little different. Oh, that's kind of cool. And just move on to the next fish. I think that's the way to go. Is oh, it? Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Is it as complicated as like a sommelier for wine to know the flavors of sushi that you're looking for? Yes. Otherwise, you should not eat a sushi. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, everybody can eat sushi and enjoy it, right? But again, uh, there's you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, just like the wine, you can enjoy wine, but you can go deeper and deeper. You know, just because you don't know the difference of the um, so many different wines doesn't mean that you're not enjoying it. So just enjoy it, have fun, but not just... Don't put too much sauce in there. (laughs) It hurts me. (laughs) So let's talk about this dish of food that you brought. So you've been teasing me about this for like the past 45 minutes. Yes, I did. What is this? (laughs) It looks beautiful. What is it? Well, thank you. That is the milt sack of a striped bass. So sometimes when we break down a whole fish, there's some extra goodies in the the gut. 
Uh, so this would be the uh, milt sack or the sperm sack. Uh, you know, we'll find either that or a really good-looking liver. Uh, they all taste different, so we need to actually cook it and taste it before we decide we want to serve it to our customers. Okay, so we're talking about taste. So what should this taste like for me? What should I be looking for? I don't know. Why don't you eat it and Just go let for me it? know? Exactly. All right. Okay, Amanda's going to do this taste test of... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> Uh, incredible. So, what, what all, are the green things? Uh, those are the kelp, uh, the kombu that we use for the stock, and we reuse it. One of the things that the um, um, I'm gonna make it short, but the uh, uh, if you cut the fish, there's so many so-called waste, right? We should be using everything: liver, you know, um, eggs, uh, milk sack, uh, even the bones. You can make a stock out of it. So before you even go into what's sustainable fish or not, let's not waste anything, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of like the basic of sustainability. And Nick, are a lot of these items on the menu when people go to visit Dr. Sushi at Brooklyn Street Local on Saturday nights? These are all selections that we have. We change our menu every Saturday based on what's in season or what's coming in. Uh, this is all stuff we had on Saturday's menu. Um, Right now, the wild striped bass we've been getting from Motor City Seafood Company is really incredible. So we'll probably have that until it goes out of season. Um, the ikura we get once a year, and we preserve it for the entire year. Uh, Asian carp all year round. The jack we get like so it's it's either it's known as a like yellowtail here, but there's 30 different fish that are called yellowtail or like hiramasa, hamachi, kampachi. Uh, it's it's kind of difficult to say what it is i mean it's so we call it yellow jack which is how it was sold to us but it would also be like something like a hiramasa something like that so we're talking about sustainability and sushi here on culture shift with amanda leclaire and chef nick george who goes by the name dr sushi and hajime sato as well who just moved here from seattle now in detroit an absolute pleasure to have you here on culture shifts no, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. You can check them out every Saturday night over at Brooklyn Street Local in the Corktown neighborhood of Detroit. They've also got roving pop-ups, so definitely stay in touch with everything Dr. Sushi is doing. You're listening to Culture Shift here on 1019 WDET.